1: It hasn't stopped raining for days. My world is a flood. Slowly, I become one with the mud. Everyone in life is in one of three places. You are either about to go into a storm, you are in the midst of a storm, or maybe you just got out of one. What do we do when the storms and floods rain down in our lives? Welcome to the Mixtape Theology Podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley, and I'm your host today. I'm glad you've joined us. Here at Mixtape Theology, myself and Rachel Cash love to look at 90s contemporary Christian music, talk about our favorite songs and the lyrics of those songs, dig into the theology that, that is in those songs, as well as poke fun at ourselves and get nostalgic from time to time. We're glad that you have joined us today. And as I opened up this podcast, you probably recognize the lyrics of a famous song by the group Jars of Clay, the song Flood. If you are a 90s CCM fan, you you probably recognized it right off. So before I get into the theology of that song and have a, a little devotion time with you, let's just recognize that album, that Jars of Clay album in the mid-90s, their debut album. And that hit song, Flood, was huge. This is one of my favorite albums of all time. Of course, it had a lot of crossover appeal. I believe the song Flood even made it in mainstream radio and got the attention of the mainstream world and even catapulted. It was one of these albums, just like Jesus Freak and uh, various other albums that really catapulted Christian music to another level. It was huge, and uh, it's one of those where you can play the album from um, first song to last song, and really, there is just solid, solid music on this album it still holds up today Uh, it passes the test of time it was a little different in that it wasn't as poppy as some of the stuff that was popular it had a little more of an alternative feel and and i think was influential in in a lot of your later 90s contemporary christian music so so this debut album by jars of clay was incredible so the song Flood might, might be the most popular song off that album. And as we talk about the theology in Flood, we can go a couple of different directions. And the first obvious place we can go is Noah's Ark. And I think if you look at the chorus, that's maybe the obvious place that the the writer of the song wants us to go. But if I can't swim after 40 days— well, what, what do we think of when we think of forty days? We think of the flood, Noah's flood, forty days and forty nights. So, but if I can't swim after forty days and my mind is crushed by the crashing waves, waves lift me up so high that I cannot fall, lift me up. Lift me up when I'm falling, lift me up when I'm weak and I'm dying. Lift me up, I need you to hold me, lift me up and keep me from drowning again. If you didn't know this story in the Old Testament of Noah and the ark is a picture of Jesus as God provided a way for Noah and his family to be rescued. The ark that he told them to build and by faith, they trusted in God, even though the world had never been flooded before and they weren't aware of rain like this. They trusted in God and what God provided and did something that no one had ever done before, and they built this giant boat based off of faith, and God provided a way to save Noah and his family in the flood. Well, that is a picture of Jesus in that God provides a way and that only God can do, and by faith, we trust in what God tells us to do, and that's put our lives in Jesus's hand and trust in his life, death, and resurrection, and we are saved. So, so as we think about... Noah and the ark, we want to think about Jesus. I believe in flood, they're also referencing sin. Think about these verses, uh, downpour on my soul, splashing in the ocean, I'm losing control, dark sky all around, can't feel my feet touching the ground. We think about the darkness and the separation from God because of our sin. And even when we get to the bridge, and if you remember this song, the bridge is very ethereal. The drums, uh, the drums um, are are not playing, and you have the the violin, and it, the song feels really different. And it's reflective and listen to these words, calm the storms that drench my eyes and dry the stream still flowing, casting down all waves of sin and guilt that overthrow me. They're talking about sin, drowning in our sin. And of course, even if it's talking about Noah's flood and the ark, well, we know the answer to our sin, and that is Jesus Christ. As I was reflecting on this, getting ready for this podcast, I thought about a couple of references to Noah's flood in the New Testament. In Hebrews eleven, the Great Faith chapter, the writer of Hebrews says, "By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear constructed an ark." For the saving of his household, by this he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. Here, Noah, by faith, trusting in God, he was an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. And of course, we are made righteous by our faith in Jesus Christ. And in, in First Peter chapter 3, verse 18, for Christ also suffered once for sins the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison. And there's some really deep theology right there that we're not even going to get into today. You can do a Bible study that kind of on the side if you'd like to. That's a really interesting thing to talk through and think about verse 20 because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few that is eight persons were brought safely through the water baptism which corresponds to this so here is the you know Peter talking about baptism is related to Noah and the ark baptism which corresponds to this now saves you not as a removal of dirt from the body again that's saying that the water is not saving you but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's the key. You are trusting in Jesus. You're repenting of your sins, going under that water. And it's not the water that's saving you. It's this act that God commands us to do, but who you're trusting in and what that symbolizes. And as, and as Jesus was risen from the dead and came out of the grave. So when we are baptized, the symbol of us coming out of the water, like coming out of a grave, we put our trust in Jesus and we are made righteous through him. Verse 22, Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers, having been subjected to him. So here we have this idea where Noah's ark corresponds with our salvation in Jesus Christ. I think also when we reflect on this song flood, there's just the obvious metaphor of a storm and a flood. Again, we're all about to go into a storm or we are in the midst of one or just coming out of one in the book of John chapter six, right after Jesus fed the 5,000. We have the story of Jesus and his disciples and the disciples on a boat in the lake in the midst of a storm. Verse 16, John 6, when the evening came, his disciples went down to the sea, got into a boat and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, do not be afraid. Then they were glad to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land to which they were going. A couple of things I want us to think about as we as we read those scriptures those verses in John 6. First is the reality of storms. And we might even say the reality of storms and trials. Storms can come up unexpectedly, but I'm here to tell you they're going to come up. In this context, we see the geographical location of the Sea of Galilee. It actually makes it a likely place for a sudden storm. Sometimes storms don't come, sometimes they do, but no doubt they can sneak up on you. Had there been a raging storm, it's unlikely that the disciples would have even entered the ship and tried to sail through it. Well, the same is true with our lives. No one really looks for trouble or difficulties in their lives, but they will come. You you don't have to go looking for trouble. It will find you. Suffering and storms are a reality because there is sin in the world. Genesis 3 gives us the reason why bad things happen, why there are storms, why there are floods, why there is death, why there is sickness and brokenness and affliction. The why of suffering is because of sin. The reality of storms is And trials in our lives um, are there. They are going to happen. But look at what this passage gives us. It talks about the reality of storms, but also the reassurance of the Savior. Here the disciples are in this boat on the Sea of Galilee in a storm, and Jesus came right on time. Now, God is not always on our timeline, but God is always right on time. The disciples might have been asking, why weren't you here earlier? Why did you let this happen? You need to know God is in control. Sometimes he is there providing. We miss it, but he's always there. And the disciples thought they were alone in the midst of this storm, but God has promised to never leave us or forsake us. He never lost side of them. God never loses sight. He never sleeps or slumbers. He is not taken by surprise. He is always watching over us, even when we don't even see it or feel it or understand it. Now, here is Jesus walking across the water in this storm and seeing him walking on the water. It kind of freaked the disciples out. They're frightened. And, and one of the most powerful parts of this passage is Jesus's words to them. It is I do not be afraid. You may ask, what is so powerful or significant about that? It is deep, profound, and practical all at the same time. Jesus' words, it is I, represent this Greek phrase, which in other contexts can be translated, I am. Let's go back to another Old Testament character. Not Noah, but Moses. Moses. Do you remember what God said to Moses in the Old Testament in Exodus after the, at the burning bush when Moses asked God, who do you say is sending me? What is your name? And God said, I am who I am. Tell them I am has sent you now. Jesus is saying, it is I, the great I am. I am God, God of all, creator of heaven and earth. I am over and above the storm. Who is in control? I am. Who is here to help? I am. The great I am. Holy God, it is I. Who helps us in our time of need? The great I am. When we are in the storm, I am is with us walking on the water often calming the waters and calming us. Who is with us? I am is with us. The world says, when you come to the end of your rope, tie a a knot on it and hold on. I say, when we come to the end of our rope, we need to reach out for the Savior. At The darkest hour of the night, Jesus made his presence known to his disciples. Remember, he was always nearby watching, but now he reveals himself to them. Jesus came to them with comfort. Now, A note, he did not come immediately to stop the storm. He could have done that at any time. He didn't come to criticize or rebuke them as he had done before. You know, oh, ye of little faith. No, here's Jesus bringing them comfort and reassurance in the midst of the storm. And he does that by saying who he is in his very presence in that situation. As we think about that story and this song, Who rescues us from the flood? Jesus does. Who gives us peace and comfort in the midst of the storms, of the seas raging? It is I. I am the great I am, Jesus Christ. He rescues us when the downpours on our soul when we feel like we can't swim after 40 days, when we are separated by God because of our sin, when the waves are crashing, he lifts us up. Whatever storm you are in, he will rescue you. And he is there. Trust in his very presence this day. And he's going to get you through whatever you're going through. That's what Jesus does. Yeah, we're all either about to go into a storm We are in one or just coming out of one. Thankfully, God hasn't left us wondering how we're going to make it. Praise be to God through His Son, Jesus Christ. This has been another Mixtape Theology podcast. I'm Dr. Ashley, and I've been your host today. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you again soon.
0: The Mixtape Theology Podcast is part of the NRT Podcast Network. Find more Christian music-related podcasts at newreleasetoday.com.